0: Welcome to Long Story, Short Podcast, where we reveal short stories of an active, living God who shows up in everyday life.
1: You paid the price for all the world to me. You paid the price for all the world to me. And for those who choose you now, Oh, I wish they would all see.
0: Welcome back to Long Story Short Podcast. We're really excited about uh, podcast number four. Um, we've been working to put this one together for a little bit, but, um, we're gonna, um, we're really excited to get this one published for you, but we just wanted to give a couple of shout outs. Uh, again, we want to thank you for, uh, logging onto the webpage and listening to our podcasts. there, either, um, streaming them or down clicking the download and loading them onto your phone or tablet. Um, we really appreciate that. And we've been working to add a few, um, you know, additions onto the site so you can log in with a comment through your Facebook page or through your Twitter account. We'll continue to add features like that to try to make it easier and more um, suitable for the social technology.
2: Yeah, and um, we're really having a lot of fun, learning a lot with the whole podcasting world. Um, But we do want to give a shout-out to my brother, Mike. He's been a great help. He's kind of been some of the brains and lending us his expertise. So... Thanks, Mike. Um, he has a, a business helping people with websites, and we're, we've been uh, um, able to benefit from that. So, thanks a lot, Mike.
0: Yeah, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. You exchanged your great knowledge for uh, a free homemade meal, and we really appreciate that. Lisa, what do you want How do you want to introduce us to our um, our podcast today?
2: Well, one of the things we're recognizing with long story short is that we'll literally never run out of material. God is always at work in the world and his people, and we'll never grow bored with hearing the unique stories that he weaves into our lives. It's no coincidence. We met Dave and his family while on vacation. We know that God brings people across our path for a reason. And we're, if we are paying attention, He may have a message to speak into our lives, or he may want to show encouragement through us. Life is so much more of an adventure when you see it that way.
0: Yeah, I've had the opportunity to touch base with Dave several times since we met with him and his family on vacation earlier this year. I've taken several business trips uh, down to the city where he actually uh, lives uh, since then, and... Uh, I've gotten to know more and more of his story uh even since we first met him and you'll hear here in his story this his, that he shares he'll reveal how God it works in our lives can sometimes take surprising turns uh it certainly has for Dave um God never offers the luxury of knowing what's ahead I mean that there's always a big unknown and there's an element of big trust that you have to put in him. So sometimes circumstances in a single day can change your life forever. You'll hear that when you listen to Dave's story. Some of Jesus's apostles were fishermen. They had no reason to think that would ever change until their paths crossed with his. What about Paul? He was an arch enemy to Christ followers. His experience position, intellect, for Saul, who became Paul, they all pointed to a clear path of who Saul would become until he became, he came face-to-face with Jesus and then became Paul. Dave was set on a path in life. It all seemed very clear to him where he was going to go and what he was going to do. There was no turning back. He was locked in, focused, until Jesus turned that upside down. At times, it's been a crazy adventure for Dave, but
3: he's never looked back. I've been a follower of Jesus Christ for well over 30 years. One thing I've discovered that while life has its amazing highs and its terrifying lows, when one lives their life with Christ, it is a grand adventure. Well, My adventure began during my sophomore year at the University of Portland. Since I was a very young man, I had wanted to be a fighter pilot and an astronaut. I was in Civil Air Patrol instead of the Boy Scouts. I learned to drive when I was 16 and started learning to fly when I was 17. When I got to college, I entered the Air Force Reserve Officer Training Corps. In my first two years, I was the top cadet of my class, which earned me a a pilot training slot in the Air Force. At 19 years old, I was the epitome of success, and once I had graduated, I would be off to realize my dream. Yet even as I was on my own and a shining example of achievement and success on the outside, I found that on the inside, I was not really all that satisfied. I had this nagging sense of emptiness, loneliness, and eventually sadness. I may have had the world by the tail, but I felt like there was something more, and I didn't know what it was. As many college students do, of course, I got involved in the campus party scene, but alcohol and occasional marijuana did not lessen the growing hollowness and depression that was becoming my life. Even though my life was losing its meaning, God had a plan and a purpose for me that I couldn't possibly imagine. Well, a brave friend of mine had seen a Bible on my bookshelf that was a gift from my parents in high school. One Wednesday afternoon, he abruptly asked me if I was a Christian and he invited me to come to church with him. Of course I was shocked. No one could tell from the way I was living my life that I had any Christian background, much less any beliefs compatible with a Christ follower. I didn't want to offend my friend, so I managed to carefully skirt this question. I thanked him for the invitation, but I knew I'd never accept it. I mentally filed it away for future reference when I was 70, maybe, and might change my mind then. Yet a series of strange circumstances, which is another story all by itself, occurred within literally days of my friend's invitation. I found myself in church with my friend that very next Sunday, March 8, 1981. On that day, the Holy Spirit visited my friend's church in a unique way. That church had never experienced such power before that day, And to my knowledge, it has never happened since. More than half of the church was at the altar by the end of the service doing business with God. I found myself on my knees with the crowd begging God to forgive me. And I told him right then and there that I did not want to go back to how I'd been living before. Well, the next day, another friend in my college dorm heard what had happened to me and he couldn't believe it. Uh, I seemed the last person anyone would expect to become a Christian. My other friend confirmed the commitment that I had made to follow Christ. Then he explained to me how I could daily acquire God's power to live out my commitment by being filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, I'd never heard of that, and I that you know I could have a vibrant relationship with God where He lived through me. Well, this was the beginning of an adventure that's lasted more than thirty years. I had an indescribable sense of purpose, fulfillment, and satisfaction. I, I took down my centerfold, stopped using foul language, and no longer needed to soothe the ache in my heart with alcohol and drugs. It wasn't that I was trying to be a better person, but rather God, who is a better person, was living through me. I didn't try to change my life, but incredibly, He changed me instead. It's not that I'm perfect, uh, you know, because as much as I trust the one who is perfect, who lives in me, I am a different man. Well, what I did not expect, though, is that more than my character would change as I continued walking with Christ. Even though I was inexperienced and barely knew the Bible at all, within a few months, God gave me a clear, overwhelming call to begin a student ministry at my university with Campus Crusade for Christ, now known as CRU. I connected with various crew staff who helped me grow in my faith as well as helped me start and lead a student ministry at the University of Portland for the three remaining years that I was in college. Through many more generations of student leaders and Portland area crew staff, that ministry exists still to this day. Well, Before my last year of college, I was given an opportunity to spend most of my summer on a special, very secret summer project in the Soviet Union. At the height of the Cold War, God began showing me then that not only could he use me to introduce people to a new life in Christ and help them grow in their faith, but he wanted to have me involved in ministry the rest of my life. As an expression of this increasing awareness of God's call in my life, I was talking with him one day in a quiet time uh, during... uh, a week just before the last semester of uh my college career my the last fall semester, and I was thanking him for the amazing summer that we'd had, and told God that i was I was willing to go and do whatever he wanted me to do and go wherever he wanted me to go. I just wanted him to know that I was his man well, by this time, it was my fifth year of college because I'd changed my major halfway through I'd completed my r o t c training and was awaiting my commission as an officer when I graduated, and then I'd be off to pilot school. The Air Force was even providing more flying lessons while I finished college. During the fall, I began looking at aviation ministries, like Mission Aviation Fellowship, thinking that I might have a possible career doing something like that when I left the Air Force. In the interim, though, I thought, well, I could use my position of influence as an officer and a pilot to have a ministry while I was in the Air Force, And I began the application process that October to be an affiliate with Crews Military Ministry. Well, just a few days after I began my application, I received a message in my campus mailbox from my ROTC detachment commander saying that he wanted to see me. Well, I cut my hair, put on my uniform, and reported to the colonel, unaware of what he really wanted. Because I'd spent uh, my time in the Soviet Union the previous summer, the Air Force Office of Special Investigation was having difficulty updating my security clearance, which that's a problem for a pilot candidate. Uh, my commander also—he never really understood why I wanted to evangelize the enemy. He didn't understand that, and he also noted that my enthusiasm for the Air Force had waned after I'd become a Christian. It seemed to him that I was more motivated by ministry than flying. And the colonel then pulled out my enlistment contract that I had signed years ago. I had never read it. And he showed me a clause deep in the contract that would allow me to request a release from my Air Force commitment. And he suggested that I seriously consider leaving the Air Force to go into full-time ministry. Well, yeah, you can imagine my surprise. I wasn't looking for a way out of the Air Force. I had didn't even think it was possible. I was just trying to do... What I thought God wanted me to do each day, and I would not thought that He would want me to change my career, too, or that I even could. Well, as I prayed about it, I had an odd assurance that that was exactly what God had in store for me. Within three months, I had an honorable discharge from the Air Force, no obligation to pay any money or serve any time, and I was accepted for full-time staff of crew. Well, thirty years later, I am still with crew. I have a wife, four children, and a vibrant ministry with cultural and intellectual influencers. The adventure continues, sometimes serenely, and other times it's a white-knuckle roller coaster ride. Do I miss flying? I I do admit that my blood boils every time I see a hot fighter plane, but I have no regrets and no doubts. I wouldn't trade this adventure for a whole squadron of F-35s. Trust God. Let him live through you every day in all you do. And you too can have your own custom-crafted adventure your entire life. And one that will last for all of eternity once this life's done.
1: Cast away your slumber I will not be silenced Darkness is defeated You were you're the morning star, Yes, you were you're the morning star, yes, you were you're the morning star, Yes, you were you're the morning star. A star will step from Jacob, a scepter will rise from Israel. To crush the corners of my destroy the sons of said Yes, you were you're the morning star. Yes, you were you're the morning